The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. So what are we drinking today? We're drinking Bruchelotti's Islay Barley. Oh, the official name? Bruchelotti's Islay Single Malt Scotch Whiskey Islay Barley 2011. It's six years aged in oak cast, distilled in 2011, bottled in 2018. And it's now an empty bottle. It is an empty (laughs) bottle. And, you know, I, I remember when we got this, we loved this distiller. Great distiller. Their classic Lottie is our favorite. Yeah. And so we thought we would try another version of this, but right. you know, it's good. Don't get me wrong, it's good. Yeah. But it's not as good as their classic. No, the classic is a special whiskey in my mind. Yeah. I want to just remind everybody that if you have Netflix, you can watch the show called Scotch, mm-hmm. and this distillery is featured in that. In that, and they feature the classic Laddie. In it's that so show. great. The, yeah. the blue bottle is what gets me every single time. Yeah. It's a lovely whiskey. It's got a beautiful nose. This was definitely more barley than the other, and it's got a nice full flavor. I think this is a whiskey that really needs a little water to open it up. I think so, too. Yeah. So here's the water for you. Yeah, it softens the nose completely. Yeah, way smoother. And that makes it dangerous. <laughs> See, now water in this one actually makes it taste better. Way better. Like way better. Yeah. Ooh, do you catch that end of that yes. barley peat? There is a definite barley you know peat. I added a lot more water this time than I did the time before, and I was like, eh, I don't get it. You know, yeah. like three drops. And this time... You did a short pour. I did a short pour, and it's way better. Yeah. That's interesting. We just learned something about scotch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that tells us you have to experiment with how much water I think you so. want in the whiskey. Yeah, you're always worried you're going to go too far. Right. And then you're like, uh, tastes like... Scotch water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is a lovely whiskey. It's got a nice light color. It's got good, beautiful legs. It's got a lovely nose. And it's got a full, flavorful mouth. And it's got a nice, long finish. I think I'm changing my opinion on this scotch. Mm-hmm. With a, what did you call it? A pour? Short pour. A short pour. It's better. Yeah, good. You know, we had a conversation with a listener at one point who listeners send us topic suggestions yeah exactly and 
one listener said, you know, what I really want to hear about is hair pull. I, I know. love having my hair pulled. It's very specific kink, too. It's a very specific kink. And you got to find someone who... Right. And I said, well, would you want to talk about that? And she said, no, you got to get a hold of Serena because <laughs> she knows about this. So uh, that's who we have on the pod tonight. So Serena, welcome to the conversation. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And... Serena, we ordinarily begin this conversation by asking you to share with us your journey as a sexual creature, from when you discovered yourself as a sexual being into your kink journey, and just sort of tell us how you got from there to here. Okay, awesome. So I think if we start kind of way back at the very beginning, I think I've always been a bit of a slut. (laughs) People have this thing of asking what your body count is so the amount of people that you've slept with and it's not something that I really discuss but it's a lot and yeah I suppose I've always really enjoyed sex I say I've always thought I've been kinky but I guess I didn't really know what it was initially I first watched The Secretary about oh gosh probably about 10 years ago maybe so maybe when I was about possibly longer than that I was probably about 16, 17 when I first watched that film. And that really kind of opened my eyes to kink, I guess. And I think from that point, thinking about things like, I know it's totally cliche and most people really don't like the books or the film, but Fifty Shades really did kind of encourage me to explore my kinky side more. So I ended up joining Fet Life, not with my current profile, but I've got a personal account that's separate. So I've been on Fet Life probably for about, I think about maybe seven-ish years, maybe. It, it might not be that long. I can't remember. It feels like forever. So I jumped on there, just started messaging people to try and kind of understand what kink was basically and, and what it was, what parts of it was I into. I've always liked being choked. I've always liked being spanked. I've always liked having my hair pulled and I'll talk to you more about that later, I'm sure. Yeah, so it was just really fab, that initial kind of foray in set life and speaking to people. And actually, ironically, quite sweet, to be honest. I have to thank FetLife very much for introducing me to my sir, who's now my husband. So we, yeah. I have to thank FetLife very much, to be fair. So he was probably one of the first people who ever spoke to me on FetLife as well. He was super cute. He was doing a, I guess, what people call it now, a pay it forward. So somebody had been very kind to him when he initially joined FetLife and and joined the kink community and had messaged him saying, look, this is where you need to go. You need to go to a munch. You need to go out and meet people. You know, don't just kind of hover around online obviously unless that's your thing that's cool but it's really important to get out there and get into the community and that's what he kind of said to me in our initial messages to each other and actually he was the person who took me to my very first kink event which was a flipping eye-opener I have to say to be honest there wasn't like a oh, let's go to a munch, you know, kind of test the waters, dip your toe in a bit. No, fucking full-on kink event he took me to, um, which was absolutely brilliant. Like, absolutely fucking loved it. And it was like, when I'd got there and I met all of his friends, everyone was really friendly. Like, despite there's, like, loads of weird shit going on all over the shop, like, loads of it too much for my brain to process at that point to be fair but actually just the fact that everybody was so lovely and welcoming and nobody cared what you looked like or 
who you wanted to sleep with or anything like that everyone was just so welcoming and it was just yeah it was awesome that's kind of how I ended up kind of becoming more involved in the kink community and then in terms of like finding out what kinks and stuff that I'm into those sorts of things have just kind of come along naturally as me and Sir did end up obviously being together I identify predominantly as being submissive um, so he's my dominant and we would like to say that we're in a 24-7 lifestyle relationship and we would really like that but unfortunately trials and tribulations of, of real life kind of get in the way of that sometimes but yeah interesting to listen to that because in many ways it mirrors our own experience totally we found each other on fat life and we had a lot of interactions before we met and now we sort of live inside of a 24 7 dynamic and so when you say you would like to live in a 24 7 and life gets in the way do you mean just like ordinary life like you got to go to work and that sort of thing like boring shit like who does the dishes do you know what I mean <laughs> like it'd be fabulous to be yeah I'd love I w- we would enjoy to be 24 7 but you know we've got commitments and things that just mean that that just isn't possible which is a shame but it's only for the minute who knows what will happen in the future I don't know I want to argue that if you're you know living in this 24 7 but life comes up that's just really what it is life comes up and that doesn't diminish your 24 7 I don't think no no I, I no I agree with you more to the point I think when I say like 24-7 lifestyle, I'm probably referring to that kind of, I suppose, idealized scenario where it's just everything that you do and then nothing kind of comes into it. Very much the, well, you know, your dom's a billionaire, so you can do whatever you want, basically. Got it. All right. So you mentioned hair pulling and that's why we're here today. I would like you to share with us your experience in kink inside of hair pulling as a fetish and anything else you have to say about that? Yes, so I just really do enjoy having my hair pulled. I guess that in terms of it being a specific fetish, I probably haven't come across it as being a specific fetish, if I'm honest. I've always understood it as being just part of the kinky things that you do. You know, I don't, I have, you know, maybe you can explain a bit more. I've not heard of it being a specific fetish if I'm honest yeah well it definitely is a fetish because people talk about it and request it specifically however I'm really intrigued to hear because I've read and I can't remember if it was your profile or some other hair pullers profile but like there definitely are ways to pull hair and ways not to pull hair with you on that one yeah I think that you know hair pulling can either be fun or it can just really really hurt somebody you know if you're ever in in a fight with somebody definitely get a hold of their hair because they'll get off you very quickly but yeah you've just got to make sure that if you are going to pull somebody's hair you know you're not pulling a small amount because I mean I suppose anybody with long hair if you've ever caught any part of your hair in a car window don't know why it's always that but I always do it it absolutely kills right it's not fun right and that's not gonna be any form of yeah fun play really you've just got to make sure that you actually get a good grip of somebody's hair and properly keep a hold of it and just to make sure that when you are pulling it just pull it quite tight as well I always find it's really hot if I've got my hair up in a ponytail and so it gets a hold of my hair like that I find that really really hot less so if he's just 
you know, clutching at my hair randomly. Do you know what I mean? So like, I get it. Like, so specifics on hair pulling and everyone's a little different, but I get the whole grab the big chunk or grab the ponytail because there's secure binding on the base. But my imagining is to grab a big chunk closer to the head. You also have more control over how much or little you pull the head versus if they grab towards the ends, there's a lot of slack I would say and that could be painful yeah absolutely I think that's what I was trying to say when I meant it's really hard to explain I'm like doing it to myself as I'm talking to you being like you can't see me doing this right when I mean like have it tight so it means when you've got close control of that person as well I think it allows you to kind of maneuver what they're doing and maneuver them a lot easier so yeah definitely closer to the head so it's more of a control thing which i get as a submissive where if they go close to the head they're guiding your head they're moving you wherever you're whether they're having you service them or move you to a new position or what and there's that release that you have i mean i totally get it like if i have a a tethered leash on or rope and i'm being guided around there's something thrilling about that because I'm at the mercy of who's guiding me. And then there's a huge amount of trust with my sapphire. And so then, yeah, I'm willingly going to go where you want me to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it definitely plays it plays into that. Absolutely. There's another aspect of hair pulling that I'm intrigued by, Serena, which is that there's something very sensual about pulling the hair of your partner. You know, it goes both ways. I mean, for example... I really like when I'm eating Lady Petra's pussy, for example, for her fingers to be in my hair. I really like that, <laughs> you know. And I find, like, like, if it were up to me, I'd have my hair cut one hair at a time because I like people playing with my head, <laughs> right? See, that's really weird because, like, I hate going to the hairdressers. Like, I really hate people doing my hair, playing with my hair, touching my hair generally. Like, I hate it. I really, really don't like it. But I love it when Sir pulls my hair. And he can play with my hair like he's allowed. But anybody else, it's like, don't touch me. I don't know why. <laughs> well, you're not alone in that because there's lots of women that absolutely just refuse to let people touch their hair at any point. <laughs> I don't know if the hairdresser thing is just kind of a protection thing. Like, please don't cut all of it off. <laughs> it's taken a long time to get it this long. <laughs> but no, I understand what you mean about you enjoying having your hands in your hair when, you, when you're going down on it. I think that's probably quite a common thing. Yeah. I remember one time when I was like in my early 20s, I went to a hair cutter and she was so cute. So I just kept saying, no, shorter, shorter shorter and I ended up with like almost almost a crew guy when I was done you know it occurs to me that like hair itself is a fetish right so really long hair is a fetish short hair is a fetish and really short hair is a fetish different feels different feel right and then hair pulling is a fetish so there's a whole world of hair fetishes well and that's what I was going to say I think when you were saying something about well I haven't really looked into it being a fetish because it's part of the overall play I totally get that you do it as part of your old play you don't just pull hair and say oh my god I just came and that's it but what's amazing about kink or fetishes is that we all have a lot of them and in scening they tend to come up a lot like all different kinds whereas someone may be Really only, I have two fetishes, let's say, and that's all I do. And a lot of times in our 24-7, and it sounds like for you as well, that 
you're going through lots of different kinks and fetishes all the time. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I, I suppose it's only now that I'm talking to you guys. It's like I don't ever really stop and think, actually, that's what I'm into specifically, if that makes sense. It just kind of is what we do. And I think there's definitely probably a lot of stuff that, that we do that would be classed as a fetish or a kink or, or whatever that actually is just kind of normal to us not that like kinks and fetishes aren't normal but we don't identify that as being a thing totally true I was just thinking it's just interesting when you say about hair and and hair length and stuff because obviously being a redhead there is a huge fetish around redhead absolutely um that I had no idea about (laughs) before I Bet life. I spent years being bullied as a kid for having red hair or ginger hair, and then like ended up on Fet Life, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, I love red hair!" And it was like, "What is this?" <laughs> I wanted to say something that what I've been experiencing with because I kind of thought the same thing as you is that I I kind of do these things within my scening, and so I have never really teased them out as an actual fetish, but I've been taking time and actually going. I'm starting to A, actually, if you look at my profile, only in the A's. And I've been going to each FetLife fetish that's listed. And then I really contemplate, have I done that? Am I into that? Do I want to receive that? Or do I want to just see it? You know, the FetLife typical categorization. And I've been forcing myself to really look at what am I into? Because I think I'm into a lot, but I just didn't realize that overall. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely something that I should do is just kind of really understand what are the things that you're into, you know, past the usual or or what seems to be the more common fetishes and kinks, actually. Yeah, what is that weird thing that Sir does that I think is really hot and, you know, In the context of your kink experience, you've been at this for a few years, you're in a dynamic. What is what you think your top kink kinks are? Where do you actually think about your sexuality? Wow. Okay. That's definitely a question. You'll have to give me a minute to have a think. (laughs) I would say that I'm submissive, but I'm more of a playful submissive or a brat whatever however people want to want to term it in that sense because I enjoy being submissive and and having someone be dominant over me but I'm also not very good at doing what I'm told in my relationship or in life really (laughs) to be honest and I just like to have fun as well with it I think yeah and I definitely think I do have a side of me that's dominant as well but that's not really something that I have particularly explored um, and it's just something that I'm looking at at the moment really getting to grips with that but I would say that probably hair pulling's definitely up there in my top five kinks <laughs> so but I really enjoy being spanked particularly I really really enjoy being restrained and yeah I guess I think that's probably kind of an overview of it I really like wax play as well wax play is really fun but again I find that more of a I don't know whether I'd say more of a fun thing than a than a kink thing I really like that and oh I love electrics as well electric play is really fun but I just laugh the whole way through like if so (laughs) we can't really play if we're out anywhere because I disturb people because I laugh I just have to say, girlfriend, we got to talk because you're describing who I am. I'm submissive to my chosen one, 
which is Saffir. And I really, that's just where I sit. However, professionally and in the rest of my life, I'm a switch because I don't give my submission to anyone. So the reality is the only other alternative for me is to be dominant everywhere else. And you're right. I haven't explored it a ton in the sexual contents, but I have put forth that dominance in other areas of my life. And so it's interesting to see someone who's in a similar mode and where you might be going with that or how you might explore that. I'll add one other thought, which is that inside of our dynamic, even though I'm dominant over you sexually, Mm -hmm. in our sexual self-expression, you get to explore your dominance as a submissive. And you get to explore. And I get to explore my submission as a dominant. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. And it it is nice to hear as well that I'm not the only weirdo out there I mean we I know that really I mean there's a whole freaking website full of us but you know it's nice to know that somebody has similar thoughts as me that's yeah that's cool yeah so if you were to be able to speak to your 18 or 16 year old self what would you say for somebody who's just kind of getting going in the world of kink to do because you know I laughed when you said you saw the movie secretary because that for me is one of the great kink movies, but it also is a great place to start. So what would you tell yourself as a 16-year-old now, knowing what you know now? Um, Do you know what? I don't know if I've got any kind of really good advice other than fucking go out and explore the kink community earlier because I feel like even though I wasn't old when I came to the, the kink community at all by anybody's standards, you know, it was still later on in my life. And I just think that that's a lot of fun opportunities that I missed out on. <laughs> to be fair but I think I think other than that do you know what yeah I still I mean I had a lot of sex growing up like I'm not gonna lie but it wasn't as kinky as I would have liked it and I had really? a lot of boyfriends be like oh no I'm not gonna choke you and it was like all right yeah yeah, yeah kind of like in the movie secretary right where she's trying to get her boyfriend to spank her and he, yeah. he won't do it right that is literally was literally my life <laughs> That's probably why I love it so much, because I just resonate with that. (laughs) Yeah, that's very interesting. You know, I'm curious to know, from your point of view, if you give consideration to who you are as a human being, now that you're experiencing kink and your sexuality the way that you choose, like, how has that created... How has that self-expression created a sense of well-being and freedom for you? I think, oh, I think it has massively, absolutely massively. I couldn't tell you the difference over the past couple of years doing this has made on the way I look at my body, on the way that I look at myself, on the way I think about myself, about the way that I am as a person. Like, it sounds ridiculous because obviously, you know, there is a small part of me that's dominant, but it's not very very prominent at the minute the confidence it's given me the self-confidence it's given me has been massive it is absolutely life-changing and that's just been really awesome and I think that the other thing is as well you know in my relationship with sir I mean he's probably the stablest person I've ever fucking dated in my life (laughs) so you know that has also you know given me some stability in life and to really I mean at the moment, you know, I'm, I'm doing the thing, well, what do you want to do with your rest of your life? You know, but it's given me that option to be able to, I guess, stop and, and take a stop check of where I'm at and, and where I want to be and who I want to be. Whereas 
I guess before you just kind of bumble around not really knowing what you're doing and where you're going that sort of thing you know and I've met some fabulous people along the way like I wouldn't be chatting to you guys otherwise you know definitely so I just resonate with things you're saying it just hits me in my heart but one of the things I was curious about well one how long have you been with sir yeah so I've been with him for oh gosh here this is where I get tested now five years ish nice that's awesome and so discovery of saying what's next for me what am I going to do where are you at in that inquiry? Are you dreaming big? Are you nervous about dreaming big? I think we're always nervous about dreaming big, aren't we? Because part of life tells you that some things that you do are judged by society, I guess. So there's always that kind of little niggle in the back of your brain going, is this a good idea? Yeah, I think that ultimately, I mean, me and Sir have always talked about, right, this is I feel like I should trademark this in case anyone steals our idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've always talked about having a, I want to say like a kinky Airbnb, but having our own sort of like kinky cabin in the woods, I guess. And that's something that we'd really like to aim for. And that's, I'd really like that. I want to make being part of this lifestyle part of what I do as a whole generally, because that's how much I love it. Yeah. So that is, you know, I mean, it's a big dream, but working on it. So fantastic idea. Let me share with you that this is really a possibility for you. And it it just really requires buying land or something of that nature. Requires it just be in action. But what I know up here, at least in the Pacific Northwest, there's quite a few different little plots of land where people have built, they have a, their main home and then they have one or two cabins, maybe a general area of meeting and they're kink based. So you can be in the privacy of your own cabin, obviously, and they provide typical things in the space like a spanking chair or a St. Andrew's cross or different type of apparatus in the basic cabin. And then in the community cabin for where there would be community space with public play, they do things at the similar nature, but more in a community. So then couples rent these or poly couples, what have you rent these spaces as well as groups and come and do little small group meetings there. And it's a huge thing and people want that. So you're on the right track. That is like literally my dream. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen, what is it? There's some program on it's silly o'clock in the morning over here when I can't sleep. It's on telly called something like it's people who live out in Alaska, basically in the middle of nowhere. And that is legitimately what I want with my life, apart from it to be surrounded by kink. That's so awesome. That's delightful. So if you get a place, you better let us know so we can book a time. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Serena, it's been really fun chatting with you. And I really appreciate you being so open and thoughtful in your sharing. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it, guys. Thank you. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!